Hello and welcome to Sobriety Elevated, the podcast that is committed to empowering you in your recovery and elevating your sobriety. Join us now for the next episode. We hope you create an incredible experience. Let's get the show started. Welcome back. As my co-host Kevin says when he starts the show, my name is Jim Pakonan, and I am here with my incredible co-host Kevin Oh, And we want to welcome you to another episode of Sobriety Elevated. Here at Sobriety Elevated, we are dedicated to showing you different avenues of how people succeed in getting sober. And tonight we have a special guest. That special guest has a unique way in which he got sober. We're gonna have we're gonna talk about that because I want to say his name is Caleb. And Caleb, do you want to say hi to everybody? So Caleb did it a little bit different. Caleb has not gone to a treatment center. Caleb is one of my clients. And Caleb, why don't you tell everybody, first off, introduce yourself, where you're from. You you can name the city you're from. And then tell us about where you are today in your sobriety. Hey, everybody. I'm, I'm Caleb. I'm from Salt Lake City. Today, I'm 135 days sober from alcohol and 23 days sober from marijuana. That's awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. Congratulations. Tell us about your life 124 days ago. um, Me and my wife were fighting all the time. I was going to the bars almost every day, drinking every day for sure if I wasn't going to the bar. Basically, just using and keeping myself numb wasn't a good experience for me. So what happened? What had you choose Um, to get sober? There was one day, everything built up. And I'm pretty sure I called you, Jim. I was drunk and I was just sick and tired of feeling sick and tired, I guess, you know, and it was just like something needed to change or there was going to be some consequences down the road. I hear that a lot. I, I, what you said resonates with me when you said you were sick and tired of being sick and tired. Typically, I think one thing that drives us to sobriety or at least to, to contemplate and retire uh, sobriety. Wow. Retiredy. I don't even know if that's not a word. Clearly sobriety is that we're tired. I can remember with me, I was really just tired, tired of the lies, tired of always having to hide stuff, tired of making everybody mad at me, tired of everybody yelling at me all the time. <laughs> I mean, tired of a lot of things, but mostly just tired of myself and realizing that it was it was time for a change. So I can definitely relate to that, Caleb. And I, I think that it's cool. We've had a couple guests on here that have done it differently than I've done it. Obviously, I went kind of a little more traditional way, which was a recovery or rehab, recovery center into a 12-step program. And it's worked really well for me, but it's cool to see it work for other people in different ways. I'd like to hear kind of what happened because you, you've said the alcohol date was before the, the marijuana date. What led you up to deciding that marijuana shouldn't um, be a part of your life anymore? Definitely with the marijuana, it was like an absolute lack of motivation. Whenever I would go to do something, I'd smoke before and it would just, if I wanted to go to the gym and then I smoked, I would not go to the gym. Going somewhere with family, 
and me being high all the time. And I don't like, I missed out on a lot of good memories and experiences because I was high. You know, I know it wasn't good for me. I've noticed since I stopped that my feelings of depression and anxiety have almost like diminished completely. And I thought that the weed was helping me with that when in reality it was causing all of that. If we go back, initially Caleb was just going to get off alcohol mm-hmm. for 30 days. Do you remember when, because do you remember when you were at like day 10 or 50 and you told me it's like, okay, 15 more days and then, and then <laughs> yeah, I'm back, I, right? When did that, I do. you remember I that? Do. Remember that conversation? When did that shift because you had a shift and you said, I think I want to be off it longer. And, and we actually, we went from 30 days to yeah. 100 days. Um, yeah. What had you make I that I think shift? I just realized how much better I felt. You know, I was like, I was so angry all the time. And I was having to lie to my wife and driving drunk and just keeping secrets and that's one thing that's Kevin has touched on. And it's like, I related to that so much because there's just this constant feeling of anxiety and pressure to hide what you're doing from people. And I felt free almost felt like I had broken out of some chains that were holding me back big time. I think that's a great analogy. Just like feeling like you broke some change. I chains, I can definitely relate to that. I, one thing that you said, which is funny to me, you said you wanted to work out and you smoke some weed, you wouldn't want to. I mean, I don't think I would ever want to work out whenever I was, uh, when I was high. All I wanted was a couple of bags of Doritos, I think was my, my thing. But unfortunately, I didn't just smoke weed. I preferred to smoke crack and other things. So it wasn't quite as, uh, yeah. wasn't quite as chill when I was doing those things for sure. What's interesting to me that you said, which I really like, and you know, I get, you know, there's people listening that probably marijuana, you know, you swear by it and you say how great it is and whatever, teach their own. I know for me, it's not a part of my recovery path at all. How you said your anxiety and your depression kind of went away when you when you got off that, maybe not completely. I, I still have some anxious thoughts and depressed thoughts and stuff like that, being clean for a while. It's interesting to me how I feel like what we do is we just are so in our head, like you said, you thought it helped. I think a lot of times in our head, we think that these drugs, whether it's weed or anything else, drugs, alcohol, we think it's really helping us when really once we get clean from it and we get past it, it was really hurting us. So I can relate to that. I do. I have another question for you, Caleb. Getting off which one was harder as far as like maybe withdrawals or uh, honestly, you know, those types of things. The alcohol was a lot easier. The marijuana, I actually, I was sober for like 15 or 16 days. uh, And then I had some like some fines come in the mail and that really just kind of triggered a whole sh- com- like absolute crap show and i ended up relapsing but when i relapsed on marijuana i smoked and i had one of the worst anxiety attacks i've ever i've ever had and that was pretty much the that was like the deal breaker for me i was like okay this is definitely not good for me definitely the marijuana was the more challenging one for me cuz i used it f- for everything i used it to eat to sleep to go to work at work, I was just constantly, constantly drugging. Interesting. Yeah. I, um, one of my last escapades, we'll call it, was uh, I was out of town and on a quote unquote work trip, which was really just a gambling and drinking and drugging trip. And I was with some guys that were in their early 20s and they, I had never really had many edibles. You know, I'm a little older and 
the edibles that I had tried were like little brownies and they were like, eat a, eat a tiny bit of this. And I was like, I'm a grown up. I've done this before. And I ate the whole thing. And then it was like 20 minutes later, I'm like, this is stupid. So I ate another one. And then about an hour later, I had to sneak down the back. I was at like a work kind of event and I had to sneak down the back stairwell, 21 floors. Now I could have <laughs> just went down one floor and got on the elevator and went down. I didn't want anybody to see me get on the elevator. But I was so messed up that I went down all the floors. And when I got downstairs, I kind of forgot where I was, what I was doing. So you'd think that was the last time. But that was the last time I used uh, anything with THC in it. But the next day, I just woke up and I decided to do the other drugs. That was kind of one of the things. It was so pathetic that I had to sneak away from a business event that I was uh, expected to talk at because I had done too many edibles. So I think that there's a huge temptation out there for people. They call it the marijuana maintenance kind of program. I don't like to dog on anybody's recovery program, but I think that uh, marijuana is a mind-altering drug. And I think that if you're using that uh, as a crutch, so you're swapping your addiction for one thing to the other. And I know for me, I've chosen not to do it. I do know some people that have used it to kind of help them wean off of other things and whatever. I don't know. I'd get a doctor's recommendation on that. Wouldn't get any of those medical recommendations from me or Jim or Caleb here. We probably don't know. No, I, I think it's great how you found so much like peace and joy without the alcohol. And then you realize that the, it took time. And I love the progression, I guess, is what I'm trying to say, Jim, and, is how it went from, you know what, we don't have to make like today, if you're listening to this and you're like, I have so many things to give up. I have so much stuff to do. Do like Caleb did say, you know what, I'm going to quit alcohol for 30 days. And then see what happens. And you may find that after 30 days, you're like, I'm going to do 60 days. And after 60 days, you're like, you know what? I'm going to get rid of whatever else it is. Or maybe it's something else. But I think I, I just love how you started small. And now exactly. your life got so much exactly. better that you're like, why would I go back to it? And uh, one of the How much happier is your wife like, right wait. now? Like she doesn't have to worry about me crashing. I'm not an asshole anymore. I mean, I have my moments, but. Definitely not like like I used to be. Uh, you know, like almost every time I would drink, we'd end up fighting, and it would be like a brutal fight. Feelings were hurt. It takes a week to get back to where we were, or at least feeling comfortable with each other. And it's just like I'd imagine that she feels really relieved. Actually, she does feel That's really relieved. Yeah, I, I know. My, I've, I've actually talked to yeah, her. Jim feels Jim has some inside info. Yeah. When you're supporting somebody getting clean, because I've been with Caleb since before day one, we what Caleb's not talking about, and we don't have to talk about it, is processing everything that was at the root of all that anger that yeah. you were really stuffing. We did some very deep and very intense work. And as a result of the very deep, very intense work, we got to the place that you didn't need alcohol and there was no pressure for me, but you got to a place where you chose that you just wanted yes. to be clean from everything. If I were to have taken a picture of you the day I met you and put it side by side with a picture of you today, quite literally, you look so much different. You are no more dark circles under your eyes. You look younger. You actually talk with more vitality in your voice there has been a huge transformation and you've done the work. It wasn't Jim. Jim was your coach, but you've done the work and you've called when it was rough and you did what it took for you to get to this point right now. Thank you. I appreciate that. I think the value Jim 
to me of like having, you know, you're a coach and, and uh, you, you were my coach, you're Caleb's coach. And it just points out the value of having someone, you know, some programs call it a sponsor, a coach, mentor, whatever you want to call it. I think that the value of having someone that you can talk to, uh, specifically someone that's kind of been through it and understands it, you know, you have years, uh, well, years of recovery, Jim, but also a lot of experience working in re- recovery centers and things like that. And I think having someone like that on your team is extremely important. For me, uh, I kind of did a few different things. You know, I have a sponsor in, in the program. I have actually in, had a, at the beginning, I had three sponsors in three different programs. That was a little crazy. Uh, I was an overachiever when I did drugs and gambled and drank. So I figured I'd be one whenever I got in recovery too. And then I also had a coach and Jim, but we didn't connect. Jim and I didn't connect till after I had some recovery time. But it was nice to have my recovery deepen and elevate because I was working with Jim. So I know Jim currently is taking on, this isn't like a sales pitch for Jim, by the way. Um, He's going to get mad at me for even saying this probably, but uh, Jim is available. And But I would find a coach, find someone out there, whether it's a sponsor or something, someone that can help lead and guide you. There's so many people out there, like once people get the recovery, like for me, I love it when people ask me to help them because it helps me. Yeah, And so don't be afraid to ask someone, even if you're not, you know, even if you're quote unquote sober, curious, and you just kind of want to know, go to somebody who's been sober a little while, talk to them, see what they have to say. And you may be surprised with what kind of advice and uh, guidance and leadership that they can give you because it's, I I get everything I know from somebody else. Typically people say, I sound like I know what I'm talking about. Well, that's just because I'm regurgitating what someone else has said to me normally. But you've also, you were so committed. You know, we did have, there was one year that we could not talk to each other. And the minute you called me on day 364 and hired me on day 365, that's how committed you were. If you're out there listening, there are plenty of levels of places you can go to get people and to be committed for your sobriety and your recovery. Like I kind of said at the beginning of the show, Caleb is doing it a little bit different than the traditional. And some of the guests that we're going to have in the next few months have done things a little bit different. And that's what makes it work is there's not just one way to get sober or to get clean for everybody. And when you can find a way that works for you, it makes a huge difference in your life. And it also makes a huge difference in everybody's lives around you. If you're out there and you're using and it's a little out of control, I promise you that it's impacting so many relationships out there. Kevin, the thing about you and the thing about Caleb is you both have young daughters. Moving forward, each of those young women are going to get brought up with sober fathers that are simply amazing men that are doing what they can do to create an incredible family. Caleb, I also know your parents. They are so proud of you. They are this huge stand for you. On this, on, on other episodes, we've talked about teams. Caleb, why don't you talk a little bit? You don't have to name names specifically, but talk about some of your team activities and how that has assisted you along the uh, way. I have my my parents and my wife are are on my team, and then you're in you're in the chat as well. I have a group a group text. I, I named it the Dream Team. It's been a huge thing for like accountability, and it's really helped me stay like true to my word. 
almost every morning I'll, I'll text and, and create myself for the day using I am statements. And mostly it's, I am calm. I've noticed that I've, I've said, I say that a lot. It has such a, a massive effect on my life. If I find myself getting upset, I can remember that I sent that text to the group in the morning and that it helps me wind down a little bit. And honestly, like, I'm so grateful for the for the support that I've received during my journey to sobriety. And now you're on this path Absolutely. where you're going to solidify that journey. Yeah, Caleb, I think that for one, it's amazing the change that's happened in your life. And I think that it's really cool for people to realize how important their team is and the people around them. And, you know, just how your mindset change has played such a huge role in your life. And I know Jim's told a few stories about you on the podcast, so people probably excited it to hear your story. And I know I am. And it's cool because I'll ask Jim about you. You know, I've never met you or seen you till just now. And I still ask about you just because, man, I we've all been there. And people that are listening to this probably can relate. And they're like, oh, man, I remember 20 something days off of uh, everything. And just thinking it's great that you're there. And uh, and the cool part is, is your story is going to help other people. And I always like to ask any guests, if somebody's out there and they're kind of thinking about getting sober, you know, what would you say to them? And, and then I'd Jimmy say if you have a, out if you have that. a, if you're thinking about getting sober, there's a reason and, and to just do it, give it a shot and see, and see what happens because it, it'll change your life. Woo. I feel chills on that one, people. So you've been listening to sobriety elevated. Thank you for listening. Recommend us to friends, like us, because every like we get, it does something with those funky dynamics so that we can be heard by more people. want to thank you for listening and look forward to seeing you on the next episode. And Caleb, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to come and talk with us about yet another way to become sober and to become empowered in your recovery. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you all soon. See you later.